everybody. Welcome back to Talking Softball with Coach B. Man, Christmas is right around the corner. What an exciting time. What a great family time. Great family opportunity for everybody to get together and share and communicate, right? Communicate. You may be somebody you haven't seen since last Christmas, so you have a lot to talk about and communicate about to get ready for or to share about during your time together. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's great that everybody gets a chance to get together, reconnect. You know, it's a special time, and I hope everybody gets a chance to take advantage of it. But today, I want to talk about communication. Because I think that the art of communication has taken a hit over the last couple of years. I think that we've really lost the ability to share thoughts, ideas, and even sometimes argue through good communication. And I'm talking about face-to-face communication, face-to-face, eye-to-eye communication, because we have so many forms of communication today, right? We have the social media side that can be used for communication. We have texting and emails and everything that has made communicating so much easier, right? I don't think a lot of people today remember or have even written a letter in a long time as a form of communication. And that's, you know, that's part of progress, you know, and I'm going to date myself. I'm the old guy. You know, there was a time when you wanted to communicate with someone, you may not be able to pick the phone up and call them. You just write them a letter and tell them what you thought, right? That time is past. You know, now everything can happen instantly with our thumbs. We get something we want to say, we can text it, we can post it out on social media, we can shoot it out on an email, and we just throw it out there, and that's our communication. But when it comes down to sitting across the table from someone and being able to communicate with them, or look someone eye to eye, have a conversation with them, we struggle and especially young people today. And it's not going to get better unless we make it a point of emphasis to get better. But communicate, you know. It was last summer, I think, there was a camp, and some of my athletes went to the camp, and I went out there and spent time with them. And when the camp got over with, the coaches were still there, and players were going up to talk to them. So I brought our group together and I said, hey, now I want you to go communicate with the coaches and, you know, thank them for spending time with you and talk to them about yourself and about their program. And I had a girl look me right in the eye and say, coach, I'm scared to death to talk to a college coach. I don't know what to say. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's like an interview. And you're walking up and having that first communication with a college coach. That's no different than going and sitting down and in a first interview somewhere and really being able to promote yourself and let people know who you are and what you're about. And I think that's become a skill that we've just, we're not promoting it. I don't know how many players I've talked to and athletes that I've talked to that have told me, coach, I'm scared to death to talk to people. I'm scared to death to talk in front of groups. I'm scared to death to have a one-on-one conversation. And that's scary. That's disappointing because You know, when we lose the ability to communicate one-on-one, we lose the ability to truly share ideas, thoughts, feelings 
with another person, right? I want to start with coaches. I want to start with coaches. Every year I deal with issues within our organization where I'll get an email or a text from a parent telling me that they're frustrated, disappointed with their coach. And inevitably I will respond and I will say, what's the problem? Well, they just don't communicate. Okay? They just don't communicate. What do you want them to communicate? You know, and I've gotten to a point where I won't even have a long email or text conversation. I'll pick the phone up and call them. Because even a phone call is better than texting and emailing in those situations because at least you can judge the tone of someone's voice, right? There is no tone on a text or an email. We can just say what we want to say. And it can be interpreted in any way on the other end, so we have to be careful about that. But inevitably, I, I will hear, well, they just don't communicate. They don't communicate with the players. They don't communicate with the parents. And I've talked to the coaches, and I'm like, how often do you really share with your team? How often do you sit down with your team and talk to them about your plan and what you're trying to do? In turn, have you had that conversation with your parents? Have you just called your parents together at the end of a tournament or the end of a game or a practice and said, hey, I just want to take five minutes and talk to you? There's the bigger issue because talking takes time. And, and a lot of people just don't want to give the time to communicate, right? They'll communicate like this because then that person may read it on their time and respond on their time. Then you can read it and respond on your time and it doesn't really make it a priority, right? But when you stand in front of a group you stand in front of your team or you stand in front of your parents and you ask them for five to ten minutes of their time to communicate with them about something, it better be quality communication. And it better be thorough. It needs to cover everything that you want to cover. You cannot be flippant during that conversation. You do not want to be vague. You want to make sure that you're thorough and you cover everything that you want to cover. And you may have to cover it a couple of times just to make sure you're getting your point across. That's critical. That's critical. Is the ability to get your point across and to be understood. It's one thing just to say it. But are you really getting your point across and is the person truly understanding? So to understand, what do you have to be? You have to be a good listener. Right? If someone is speaking to me, I want to make sure that I'm being a good listener and truly trying to understand what they're saying. I don't want to interrupt them. I don't want to interject my opinion. I want to give them an opportunity to share what's on their mind and speak through their entire thought or presentation. And then I may ask questions, but I'm going to be a quality listener and try to take in as much of the information as I can. And then I'm going to come back and ask for questions, or then I may come back and express my 
thoughts or opinions. But as coaches, we have to communicate. We have to communicate with our players. We have to communicate with our parents. We need to communicate with each other, right? We need to have conversations with each other, you know, and uh, as the organizational director, sometimes I get caught up in what I'm doing and don't always have the time to be the best communicator, and I'll send out emails or texts or whatever it may be, but I have to be better at that. I have to communicate better, but I always laugh because I have a coach that'll say, well, you're not doing this for me. Did you ask me to do that for you? Have we talked about that? Have we covered that in any way, shape, or form? Because most of the time I cover it in an email, but I also realize that they don't always take the time to read the email thoroughly and get all of the information out of it. And again, that's being a good listener, right? Being a good reader, taking that information out of that written message and understanding it. But, you know, communication... One person here, one person here. Speaker, listener. Right? And when this person speaks, this person needs to be a good listener. I was reading something the other day that said that over 80% of all conflict could be settled with better communication. And uh, I thought about that, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. Conflict occurs because... You know, we take communication and somebody will say, you know, it's always important that this communication happens right here, this person and this person. But then there might be three or four other people out here on the peripheral that, that hear this conversation and then they want to take what they heard out of it, interpret it their way, and then they want to take it and share it. Well, I heard Coach B say, did you? Is that what I said? Because inevitably it'll get spread around, run around, and somebody will finally call me and say, Coach B, did you really say this? No, that's not what I said. This is what I said about that topic. And I appreciate you calling and asking me because it gives me an opportunity to communicate. But it's the old game we all played, the old team builder game, where we all sat in a circle and somebody told the person next to him something, and then that person had to tell the next person the same thing and add one thing to it. And you went around the circle and, you know, hopefully by the time it got back to the first person, you had all the information correct. Hopefully. Inevitably, there was a lot of miscommunication that happened in that circle and all the information didn't get back exactly the way it needed to. And that's where I think the challenge is. You know, coaches, you can avoid a lot of conflict by having positive communication with your team as a whole and then individually as needed, right? You can talk to each player and let them know what you're thinking because they may not approach you, but if you go to them and have the conversation with them, then you give them the information they need without just assuming it on their own. There's an old analogy about when we assume something, but I'm not going to share it here today. But, you know, I think that our coach communication has to be precise, clear, and it has to create an opportunity for people to respond to it and ask questions. 
you know, even when I'm working with hitters in the cage and I provide them instruction, I'll say, do you understand? Does that make sense? And I'll give them an opportunity to ask me questions. Because you want to make sure that what you're saying is truly taken in the right context and used the way you intended for it to be used. Okay? Players. Wow. This group right here has to learn how to communicate better. I don't know. Interpersonal communication must not be taught in the school very well because there are so many conflicts that are created or turmoil that is created within a team just because players don't know how to communicate with each other. Talk one-on-one. -on -one. If there's a problem between you and another teammate, talk to them. Talk to them. Don't talk to seven of your other teammates and try and get them on your side and now we're ganging up on that one person, go to that one person and address it. Have a conversation. All right. I'm not saying all conversation has to be positive. I'm not saying everything's rainbows and, and Skittles. Sometimes there's a little conflict in a communication, and that's okay. Right? As long as both sides get a chance to share how they feel, what their thoughts are, and be thorough in it, and the other side gets to do the same thing, now you have an opportunity, okay, now let's communicate on how we can resolve this issue. Let's not just have Susie say what she thinks, Katie gets mad and Katie walks off. I didn't solve anything. Susie says what she says, Katie fires back at her, they both get mad and then they both walk off. I didn't get a whole lot done either. A couple episodes ago, we were talking about communication between players and coaches and players having to understand that they need to ask why. If your pitching coach is asking you to throw a pitch a certain way, why? If your hitting coach is teaching you something, ask them why. Get the understanding of it. Communicate about why. That is the best way to do that. All right? But... Man, players won't say it to themselves, but man, they'll go and tweet about it or they'll go and text somebody else about it or they run it out on social media and then you got a wildfire. I'm like, did you ever talk to her about this issue and try to work it out between the two of you? No. Well, then you're not communicating. Sometimes communication is just asking questions. Players. Ask coaches questions. If you don't understand what they're asking you to do, try to get the right information and answer the question, right? Don't just assume something and go off and try to do it and you don't have an opportunity to be successful. Actually, find out. Talk. Right? Look someone in the eye. We have post-game meetings after our games, and I try to keep them short. But, man, sometimes it's frustrating because you've got the whole group in front of you, and there's should be 18 sets of eyes looking at you when you're talking. And inevitably there's three or four sets of eyes that are watching everything else happening around instead of listening to what I say. And if we're going to play again that day, I'll usually say, okay, we play at 2.30, we need to be back, ready to warm up at 1.30. Okay. 
okay? And I'll walk out of that meeting and go to grab something to eat or go watch another game or whatever, and I'll get a text message. Coach, what time do we need to be back at the ballpark? 1.30, just like I said when we were standing in that meeting. All right? You know, everybody wants to have GroupMe. Everybody wants to have TeamSnap. Everybody wants to have all these chat tools. But are you really communicating or are you just chattering? Are you really getting something done with it? Sometimes it's just providing information, and that's good communication because people need information. But sometimes communication has to be more than that. It has to be deeper than that. It's good to have casual conversation. Casual communication. Sometimes there needs to be serious communication. And that communication needs to be one-on-one. You know, I recently had a team decide to leave our organization, and they said that, you know, the organization wasn't doing enough for them. You know, my response was, what have you asked us to do for you? I mean, I feel like I've done what I told you I was going to do, but if there was something more that you needed, why didn't you ask me? Well, I just didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel like that was my role to do that. Well, yeah, it is. Right? Adults have to be able to communicate. Right? We need to teach young people how to communicate. Parents. Parents. Communicate with the coach. If you don't understand what they're asking or don't understand what they're expecting of the team, number one, coach has to have a better plan, 100%. But if they do have a good plan and they've tried to explain it, but you still don't understand it, you need to communicate and ask questions. I'm afraid that as the electronic era continues to grow, and we have more and more forms of social media, we have more and more forms of electronic communication that we're just losing the ability to look someone in the eye and talk to them. And that scares me. Players communicating with each other. Coaches communicating with players, communicating with coaches. Parents communicating with players. Parents communicating with coaches, communicating with parents. All of that communication has to take place for you to have a successful team, successful group, and create the best opportunity for everybody engaged in it. But, you know, I just don't know if that's always the case. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of things that I send out through electronic communication that I ask my coaches to pass that along to parents and players. And I'm starting to question how much of that really takes place. Because I'll send it out, and then one of my other coaches will say something to one of their hitting students or somebody at the ballpark, and they'll say, hey, did you know about this? And they're like, no, I never heard about that. Well, your coach got all the information about it. Well, they never sent it to us. Poor communication. Poor communication. Doesn't matter. Again, I'm talking about face-to-face communication and making sure it's quality. But all these other forms of communication need to be quality. You know, because we have to understand that if we lose the ability to interact, we lose the ability to grow. 
Because the only way we're going to grow as individuals or as teams, whatever organization, we have to be able to communicate thoroughly with each other. And like I said, and always have to be positive communication. Sometimes negative communication is a positive tool, but you know, I think it's critical that we keep communication as a priority and we make communication a priority. Coaches, it's the off season. Communicate with your players. Communicate with your parents. All right? Don't just ghost them. They don't hear from you for the next two months. Communicate on a regular basis. And I think we can take care of a lot of conflict. So, again, I want everybody to have a great holiday season. I hope that you enjoy Christmas and the New Year's. But again, I hope everybody takes advantage of this time of year. Like I said last time, take advantage of this time of year to get better. And, you know, as I, I mentioned, all those skills on the last episode that everybody should be paying attention to during the off season. Make communication a priority. Make improving your communication skills a priority because that will go a long way to making all of the other things fall into place. So, as always, thank you for tuning in to Talking Softball with Coach B. I love doing this. If you have ideas, thoughts, questions, please reach out to us. Try to get as many of them answered as I can. Again, here very soon. Uh, we're going to be talking about the start of the Coaches Academy. We're going to kick that off middle of January. So the next episode, you're going to get a lot of information about that. So I appreciate you all. Thank you. And enjoy the holidays. Bye now. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening. And I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode this has been talking softball with coach b and i want to thank you for listening and i hope everybody has a great day